Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Yo, 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 and welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. And this is Creepy This account. is not our warning. Uh, you don't get a warning. You don't us. get a warning. If you don't know what the warning is, you must be new here. And hi, welcome. We're so happy hi, to have you. Hi, welcome aboard. And we're just going to let you the raw dog this. The train today. Just raw dog it out. Just raw dog it out. Like, if you're not raw dog, They're if you're like, raw dog, we immediately just shut you off. And they shut it off immediately. But, okay, if you're new here, we've got to explain something to you. There's something we call raw dogging a Coke and people are still torn up about it to this day. And we still get emails and DMs about people saying, raw dogging a Coke. like I would never raw dog a Coke or like I absolutely raw dog my diet Cokes. And I'm like, OK, just try lime just one time. Try just try lime. lime. Or some people say lemon. You know, I do a lemon and a regular Coke, a lime and diet Coke. Crazy. You know, I just love that conversation, and I wish we had that, like, oomph in us again. When, when did that come out? When that was, wasn't oomph. That was chaos. That would, That's what I love about us. That's oh probably God. some of my favorite, like, times of Creeps and Crimes history is when we're just absolutely chaotic and unhinged. For like, and it only happens for like three episodes in a row, and then after that, we like really pull our crap We're together. We're like, all right, we got too much shit on. That we was like, and down. we've given too much. And you know what, y'all? You know what's so crazy is, you know, Morgan and I live in this like fake little world where we think that you know it's only like four people listening to this. Well, and whenever we record it, I'm like, oh, no one's gonna hear this. No and one's then I'm gonna like, listen. Oh fuck, people heard that. People listen to this. Yeah, it's crazy. And my dad's, uh, my dad called me the other day because they met someone and they were like, oh my god, I'm a huge fan of Creeps and Crimes, and that was the first time I ever heard of my dad. And my dad was like, oh my god, Taylor, like people listen to your podcast, and I'm like. No, no shit really I, I mean honestly I have no idea either yeah and it's crazy he's like people listen to your podcast and I'm like yeah it's well and he goes you need to be careful about what you say on there and no, I'm like we have no, given way too much no about. you guys know way too much about us no like we can easily be killed we need to move killed. we need to move we need to move is what we need to do. You know, the second we move, we're like, just move <laughs> to a Malibu beachfront house. This you is where we are. This, you, this is we the live address. Right by this restaurant. <laughs> we live right down the road we from this place. We love getting our avocado toast from this coffee this shop. This is our we favorite coffee shop. There. It's two miles to the left, or point two miles to the left. <laughs> it takes us. It's not too long to walk. You guys are like, stop doing that. Stop <laughs> it. And we just can't help it. We're overshares at heart. Yeah, we are. We are. And it's just, it's such a tragic combo. It truly is. For people that love talking and like having, can't have the ability to talk enough to have a freaking podcast. We talk too much. Yeah. We talk too much. I've been told that since I was a little girl. Me too. You talk too much and you're too loud. Eh. Look, my dad, look, look at me up now. Shut up. Yeah, I'm literally. Like, okay. My dad's like, can you just get through the story? And I'm like, no. No, actually, I can't. No, no, no Taylor. Okay, this is Taylor's <laughs> way of telling a story. To get from point A to point B, 
every detail. We go to point B.15 and then <laughs> we go to point B's uncle who was married to their sister to was their niece and then uh, this will be relevant I swear it'll be relevant I promise it'll come and back she loved raw dogging diet coke anyway so back to point speaking Z, of raw dog diet coke did you see that email that we got yeah and then I'll go totally back she's like, okay okay so why I called you is this because this and this happened and I'm like bro spit it the fuck out sometimes I'm looking at her and she knows I know I know, you know. when it happens I'm like but you, I appreciate that you let me do it I so many listen. people do cut me off I just listen I'm and like, I get okay. why people do cut me off but like you know, I there's just, been very few times where I'm like, look, I got to go. So you got to spit it you out. You got to go. She's like, my phone's literally on 1% and I'm driving and I don't even have a plug in. And I'm like, well, good news for you today is that I only called with one single thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, shit, I know this is going to be a long call. But yeah. No, it wasn't. No. Uh, it, it was talking I about I think I could contract. count on probably one hand how many times I've like actually cut you out of your story. Oh, my God. None. None. Besides in the car on the way home Thanksgiving, because I literally didn't have a phone charger and my phone was yeah, that was it. But that wasn't it. It wasn't. And there like was a another story. time recently too. But I was at home. I remember saying something. I was like, I really gotta go to the probably the bathroom or something. No, your phone was dying again. We it were is on FaceTime right now. Currently, it's on like three percent, and I gotta record Same. a whole episode. Yeah, um, off of the phone. If you guys missed our announcements, oh yeah, if you missed our at announcements at the end of last episode, number one cameo, boom. Number two storefront from amazon hell yeah hell yeah number three holiday um, giveaway holiday giveaway you don't want to miss that shit you don't want to miss i mean a robe it's a robe it's guys. a robe I mean, it is a limited doing? edition luxurious comfort piece that you want hanging in your bathroom you or have your to closet have wherever hanging you keep on you your hanging on your naked body wherever you listen to your podcast <laughs> rub us up on your naked body rub us up we want <laughs> we want to be on your ass <laughs> Put our robe on your bare ass. Cheeks. <laughs> Jeez, and this is what we're talking about. This is exactly what we were talking about. Taking it too far every time. Unhinged. Craziness. Chaotic. Absolutely unfucking hinged. But it's just it's just a part of the game. It's just, you want to be a friend. It usually happens when we get delirious, though, and we have to force out an intro. And the issue is, here we are. is that it's eight <laughs> o'clock. It's not even. Is it eight o'clock? What time is it? It is eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. And we started recording at 4.30-ish, yeah, mm-hmm. give or take. Five. Yeah. And no, that was, 4.30. We well, started good today. We did good We did today. good today because we we're, were both exhausted. Did we take a break for hot chocolate? And a wine, and, and a glass and of wine. The, and the Some Ritz crackers. Some Ritz crackers. We had, a figure, we had to track Aaron for a little bit. We thought he was, he was gonna, getting a surprise. He didn't. It wasn't. It was for gaming. It was, it was tragic. That's also something we're going to have in the storefront. Yeah, also. Necessities for gamer husbands. There is a full-blown tornado alley going through Knoxville right now. So at any second. This will shut off. We might lose this entire recording. <laughs> and that is honestly enough to enough cause to be absolutely unhinged absolutely and anybody that listened to the original disney episodes actually i think you guys got a part of the tornado alley um no there was like six episodes straight <laughs> it was every single patreon that episode. it was just storming it was the disney episode hear- and i left it in whenever we let you guys listen to it boom, boom, boom. um and also morgan and i <laughs> I've never heard lightning like that. I mean, uh, thunder like <laughs> boom, that. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Cannons in the night sky, <laughs> taking it back to the American Revolutionary what, War. How does the, how do Agent you make a thunder sound? <laughs> <laughs> how do you make? How do you? Ka-chow. <laughs> lightning McQueen. <laughs> how do you make a storm sound with your mouth? Um, Ka-chow. 
no. <laughs> That's the starting What? Rock. That was Mela Purin. Um, no, this is hold on. How do we do? How do we do thunder? Boom! boom. <laughs> if we're like in the center of the storm, in the eye of the hurricane. Pow! Good job. Good job. I don't know. How do we do lightning? <laughs> like it's, a, it's just like such a. It's like a crackling. Someone send us a voice. For, no, every time I do this, we end up with 30 million. You DMs. know what? Send it. Send it. Unhinged. Someone send your voice recordings. Everyone. Send us your voice record recordings it. of how you would reenact a thunderstorm. <laughs> Lightning and thunder included. Lightning Even some and rain. Shh. <laughs> we want a full symphony of a thunderstorm. I want to know how you do it. Do it right now. What are you doing? Stop Stop listening to this. And, and go DM us. Go do it right a now. A voice memo. And I want it to be just absolutely unhinged. Like <laughs> all out in your car on your way to work or on your way home from work after you've had the shittiest day and you're just so excited for that glass of wine or if you're sober, just the seltzer water or Coca-Cola. I'm ready for it. Oh my God. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Are you ready for this? Um, No, because you know I can't read, but we'll we'll do it. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. <laughs> if you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. Creepy. <laughs> creepy. Okay, Morgan, hit him with the first story. <laughs> okay. Hit him with it. The first one is from Sam. Sam says, my name is Sam. I'm from Northeast Oklahoma, and I have previously made a submission, but I am finally ready to talk about one of the darkest entities I have encountered thus far. Oh, shit. Let's start with the fact that I have always had nightmares and insomnia for literally as long as I can remember. When I was a little girl, I would always stay up watching a dark shadow on the floor, and I was terrified of it. I use the word shadow lightly because this thing was darker than black. It was a small piece of darkness and the sensation I would get when it was around was heavy, like the air in the room suddenly weighed hundreds of pounds. Oh God. As a child who didn't understand what I was seeing, I called this Taz, like the Tasmanian double from Looney Tunes. Okay. We moved around a lot when I was young, so this thing would only show up in certain houses, feeding off the negativity that surrounded my childhood. The shadow showed up in different ways throughout my life. When I was a bit older, it would stare into my bedroom window, and it was formed more like a man. This was passed off as nightmares when I would tell my parents, and I tried hard to believe that, but the heaviness was there, almost like it was trapping me. Oh god! At the next house, when I had moved to Oklahoma, it stood in my closet. At this point, I had a little sister, and I was scared for her more than myself. It's a big sister thing. I might be scared, but I will throw hands. Me too. But it's like it knew my fears and started entering my dreams. One dream I had in particular that I remember vividly even today, nearly 20 years later, was my younger sister had stolen my CD Walkman. Believe me, I know how old that makes me sound. <laughs> and I was like, dude, give it back. And then she looked it up at me with fully black eyes. No. And I immediately ran into my dining room where the adults were playing poker and being met with, quote, why are you up? And I was frantically trying to tell them that my sister wasn't my sister. And then my sister followed me and was crying to my mom about how mean I was to her I took a huge step away from her and said you are not my sister and my mom kept telling me to take that back and how rude this was but it wasn't her as my sister was in my mom's arms crying on her shoulders she looked up at me with her black eyes and smiled 
with her razor sharp teeth. Shut up. The shadow had gotten her. Oh my God. I woke up drenched in sweat and I was struggling to breathe as I saw the shadow in my closet. Now this thing didn't have a face, but I just knew it was smiling at me. When we moved again, this thing wasn't as active. I didn't see it except in the very background of some nightmares I had. Now I believe it was behind the reoccurring dream I had at that time in my life. This is around the age that I started to love goosebumps and scary stories to tell. Oh, I love. Me too. Yes. But the fear never came with the heaviness. It was light and dismissible and wouldn't even keep me up at night. Yep. I had a few other encounters, but nothing nearly as dramatic. That was until I was 16. I had young cousins around me regularly, so I naturally became protective of them. I would keep my eye out for any lingering eyes of creeps and developed a fear that they would be kidnapped. This was not a rational fear, but it was a deep one nonetheless, and the shadow could feel that fear in me. Mm. I know that because I began having nightmares again. The one that stuck with me the most was about my cousins. We had the whole family at the house for a barbecue, and all the kids were playing in the backyard. I would occasionally go check on them every so often just to be sure they weren't beating each other up. (laughs) When I had gone back outside, the two youngest, two and four, were missing. I panicked immediately, going into the woods to look for them before running inside and telling the adults. But the adults wouldn't listen. It's like they couldn't hear me. And then I saw a car speeding off, a car that didn't belong to any of us or any of the neighbors, a car that I suddenly knew was transporting my cousins. So I stole a car and went after them. I drove away that I had never been before, and the car had pulled me into an abandoned schoolhouse. Oh, my God. I got out of the car and ran inside before I had a second to be afraid, and I walked into, trigger warning for the rest of this dream, a room that was filled with jars of fetuses and babies, going from early term pregnancy all the way up to about one, with two empty jars that just so happened to be the size of my cousins, one for each. Oh, my God. And the heaviness came into the room. But I urged myself to find them before it was too late. And as I continued walking, I came to a hall where lockers were torn out and replaced with cages. And in these cages were hundreds of children, all of ages. Some were alive, some were not, and the smell was so rancid. I attempted to open these cages, but they were locked. And the children inside hissed at me, revealing sharp teeth. I made it to the end of the hall, and there they were, both cousins in the same cage. The four-year-old protectively holding his two-year-old sister's lifeless body. I let out a sob, a sound so foreign to my body that it woke me up. I woke up sobbing. And then I felt the heaviness. And it slowly left, like all it wanted was to scare me. Other than intense nightmares, I would no longer feel the heaviness. That is until I was 19, when this thing came back. I had dumbly moved in with a boy, and I started having nightmares about people dying again. And in one of them, I saw the shadow in the background, and it was much bigger now. It was tall and lanky and was still blacker than black, but it now had such an energy. It looked like black static was coming off of it. Oh, my God. And the heavy energy felt more chaotic. I began to just try to stay up long enough that I was so tired I wouldn't dream, sleeping fewer and fewer hours every night, but that wasn't enough because it began standing at the foot of the bed, staring. I woke up my boyfriend at the time, and he told me I must have dozed off and had a bad dream. He said this while this thing was standing at the foot of the bed. I thought I was surely sleep deprived. It kept standing in different spots of the room each night. And one night I couldn't even pretend to sleep. So I messaged my witchy friend and she said I severely needed a reading done. I sat out on the stoop of the apartment outside trying to get fresh air. And then I saw a poster on the building across the street. Its face morphed into my own. I knew I needed to sleep. Then while on the phone, I spotted it. 
standing across the street staring with its faceless smile. I ran inside, ran to the bedroom, and pulled the blanket over my head. My friend had said some sort of protection that this is before I started witchcraft, so I don't remember what it was, and I fell asleep. I began seeing this thing in the day now, at work, at home, and I just tried my hardest to ignore it. And then as suddenly as it came back, it left, leaving some of its dark energy to infect my life. Then some really bad things happened, and I left the guy I was staying with. When I moved, I thought it'd go away, and it did, but only for a few weeks. I had also moved to a different shift at work, so I would now get off at about 2 in the morning. One night when I was driving home, I felt some heavy energy. This left me on high alert. When I was driving, I had to slam on my brakes to avoid hitting a large owl just standing in the road. What? It looked at me and then flew away. Owls are said to be omens or warnings Mm -hmm. for death or something dark. They're also believed to be protectors in many of the surrounding cultures. Mm -hmm. After nearly shitting myself, I was fixing to start driving again, and there was the shadow in my passenger seat. And in that moment, I think my guides must have spoken through me as I would never be this brave and said, you are not welcome to my energy. Leave. And it did. I have seen it a few times since, but it is as if it is behind a glass wall and it cannot get to me. Thank God. Its energy does not affect me. And I didn't talk about it until a few years later when my younger sister began to talk about seeing the same thing. And then shortly after, my older brother told me about seeing it often growing up as well. Oh my God. None of us have encountered this thing in a while. I believe it was feeding off of our fear and has made its way to another prey. Mm -hmm. I hope that they are able to find the strength and power to drive it away. Okay. First Incredible writing. Amazing storytelling ability. Second. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got chills, I think, 19 times. No. Nipple, forehead, toe, every single piece of my body completely Covered. covered in goosebumps. Now, one thing that, like, literally sent a shock down me was the fact that you were smelling in your dream. Yeah. The fact and, that you could smell it. In the first dream when the parents said, what are you doing awake? Yeah. You know how they say when you shift realities yep. in your dreams, whenever someone notices that you're a little more like whenever. Okay. So this is like a totally different like theory, but right. like people believe that when you dream, you're shifting realities, mm-hmm. but you're like unconsciously doing so. And in that realm of that sh- reality shift, the people there are like different lower vibrations that like you could never even fathom. You could mm-hmm. never even understand. And a lot of them are very, very evil, evil, dark beings. So when they sense that you are awake, they go after you. Because then you're the most vulnerable because you're, your level you're the is weakest. lowered. And they can have the ability to get to you in a way that they can't when you're fully so uh, I'm wondering conscious. if you were in there and you, the parents were like, what are you doing awake? And right. you were like, you responded to that in a way of like letting them know I am awake and this isn't my fucking sister. Right. And then the sister showed the teeth and the, oh. And it was like a way to, I don't know. But, you know, people say how people are like, when you're in a dream, ask someone what the date and time is. Don't ever do that. Yeah, no, you're never do supposed to do that. Do not ever do that. Because you, now lucid dreaming kind of teeters on this same like issue it, it it's just like letting the the beans around you know that you're co- you're coherent or conscious in this completely different realm where we're not supposed to, to be. be yeah we're not supposed to be conscious in that realm 
That's why we only our see Our protection it when we're is being unconscious. In our it. protection is being just like blissfully unaware. But having eyes. But having eyes where we're at. And like dreams are made for messages. They're not for exploring. And have you got, oh my God, this is, per- this is perfect. Um, Slumberland, Slumberland um, with Jason Momoa on Netflix. It's a new movie that just came out. Go watch it. It is the best trippiest shit I've ever seen in my Ooh. entire life. I loved it. I literally, I never like, I never find my way to movies first off because I'm, I never sit down and turn right. on Netflix. But um, I took Saturday and Sunday, well, Friday and Saturday off after Thanksgiving and just like cleaned the house, decorated the house, whatever, and watched a ton of movies. And I, that was one of the ones that I ended up watching because it was recommended. It's like 98% match of what you'd like. Yeah, I and I was like, watch it tonight. Yeah, oh my God, you have to. It, it's, it's so good, but it's so trippy. It's about like how we exist in the dream world. Oh. And it's, it's really deep. It's really deep. Cool, yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, Sam, thank you for. I'm so glad that you were able to find that yeah. strength. And yeah. I hope that because I know your siblings have also seen it. I hope that I think you've it, been able to share insight to them. I really and help them find their strength as well. I really hope I'm not like it's just the smell to me like gives off like a demonic vibe. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I really hope that I, I don't hope this for the person that it went to, but I hope it got the hell away from you. Yeah. So thankfully your siblings have you and your protection and your ability to be conscious about what it is to be able to protect themselves. Yeah. But thank you so much for thank you for sharing that. I know that was us with yeah, I know that was difficult to share. Right. Thank you. So the next one we have is from Eva and it says, hi, sexy bitches. (laughs) Hello, Eva. Hello, Eva. I wanted to submit a creepy account of my own. I'm attaching a surveillance cam video. The audio is the creepy part. Here is the backstory. A few months after moving into our new home in East Atlanta Village, I caught a peeping Tom looking in my bedroom window one night. I just had an eerie feeling of being watched. It wasn't the first time, but it was the first time that I had been compelled to look. And there he was. Oh, that's my worst fear. Me I too. get those feelings, but I'm like, I'm not looking. Oh my god, I, I immediately. You're like up in there. Like, I'm like grabbing shit, acting like it's a like a weapon, and it's like my phone that I'm holding, like it's a gun. I'll like, never look. I'll I'm mi- the one that'll just sit there. No, and I'll rip the curtains open and look really hard, like with a mean face. Intimidating. Yeah, I'm like, you don't okay. want to be looking in here, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, I'll get back to your story. Sorry, Eva. He took off running when he saw me and bolted over our fence and into a black SUV that. That was parked at the dead end of our street. In all honesty, I grabbed a gun that I had in my nightstand. I have four daughters and a husband who worked until 2 a.m. at the news station. I mean, good for you for protecting your daughters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I had never even wanted to touch it until that night. Yeah, that would be us. No, that would be us. Like literally, I don't even know where that thing is half the time. I had to ask Logan last night because I had a weird feeling like that. Oh, weird. And I was like, will you just tell me where it is? I just feel like unsafe tonight. Either way, my husband happened to be home that night, but he had really pissed me off. So I made him sleep on the sofa and I'm still not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. There, that fast, is iconic. There. Uh, absolutely iconic. So when I ran through the living room with the gun, he had to have shit his pants thinking that I was going to use it on him. I ran past him and out of the back sliding door. I ran behind the guy yelling, come back and I'll shoot your dick off. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell that is Taylor yeah. if I mean, I've ever seen it. Eva, are you me? I mean, that is literally Taylor. That is literally me. Everything that you just read, 
I probably will have four daughters <laughs> and that is exactly how I would act. My motherly protective instincts had come over me in a way that I had never experienced before. Absolutely. Obviously, I called the police. They came out, but did nothing but ask questions and look around. I was so terrified. I immediately got on Amazon and ordered a security camera or I'm sorry, security cameras. I even had my husband get a piece of plywood and nail a million nails sticking straight up that I put under my bedroom window every night so that <laughs> if that fucker came back and stepped to my window, he would get a foot full of rusty nails. Hell I yeah. I mean, a fucking Absolutely. Everyone take note right now. Everybody take note. Tetanus was in his future. And that made me feel somewhat better between that and the camera. I mean, I get it. The I'm here for it. Hey, tetanus hurts. Tetanus shot hurts. I had worse. to go get a tetanus shot the other day because my cat bit me. So I 100% <laughs> I'm here for this. I set one up looking out of my bedroom window and one facing the sliding door that went into our backyard. I never saw him in the back again. Yet I did catch him trying to peek into our frosted glass bathroom window a week or so later during broad daylight in the front of our house. He used my water spigot to climb up on. What? The fuck? What the fuck is going Ballsy. on? Ballsy. Ballsy. I was staying with the kids at a local hotel, but left the hundred pound German shepherd at the house to handle business. This, this is, is you. Uh, this is, is this a glimpse into is your future? Is this my future? After hearing the dog who triggered the security systems to send me a notification, that weasel never came back. Fast forward a few months later. The cameras were still set up and I was at home with my youngest two daughters who were, surprised playing video games in their rooms. I was laying on the bed having a sloth day and finally able to relax. When my phone got a notification that there was a sound in the living room that triggered the camera that was pointing towards the back sliding door. The dog was in the room with me and my kids were even farther away from the living room than I was. When I went to look at the live footage from the living room, I almost had a heart attack. What I heard and how it sounded will never leave my mind. I immediately ran into the living room to make sure my kids were not fucking with me. And when I went back to watch the footage, I could hear that creepy voice continued even after I was, quote, investigating and walking through the house. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't even want to know what it is. It started by saying, quote, you're going to die, end quote, in a voice that would make anyone's blood run cold. On the footage, you can hear it all, including me asking my kids if they were fucking with me and the high-pitched frequency noise it made it makes when you get too close to the camera with your phone while the live footage was still playing. The voice continued, and I'm attaching the footage. Enjoy sleeping tonight, P.S. Continue watching slash listening until the end. It gets quiet for a bit, but then the voices come back. The, from, quote, one scared bitch, <laughs> Eva, you can use my name. <laughs> okay, Eva, first off, I'm terrified to listen to this, but I have to tell you, you're fucking iconic. No, you are iconic. And okay, I, I love have you. it ready. Okay, play it. Okay. Eva, I hope you're okay with us playing this on the on the thing. I'll text you and double check. All right, here we go. Oh, my God. 
No, okay. He no. Ha- okay. Hold on, I have to go get the sage. Hold on, I got to go. Hold on one second. Um, we're not okay. No. There's two there's two things here. There's two things. Go ahead and give yours. Um, either he has hacked into your Wi-Fi and mm-hmm. hacked into that security camera, yep. like how people do it with furbos and shit like that mm-hmm. and he's talking or or this is like I don't feel like this could be a haunting because you didn't mention about having. And like, you saw the person, right? But like the thing, the thing that I told Morgan, the reason I had to go get the sage because when we got off, Morgan was like, "I think he hacked her camera." And he said, "I don't care who that was. That is someone who is like such a low vibration that my like my physical being, like my spiritual, physical, emotional, mental self was like wanting to get away." Yeah. I wanted to run out no, of the room. No, it was that was actually like sick. Like, no, and I can't stop nervous laughing. No, and I, I'm sorry that we were laughing, yeah. but like we weren't laughing at like we're not the laughing at your situation. We were or, or your story about like the peeping tom. I'm just we. You guys already. Why do we explain? You guys have listened to us for 143 episodes. You get that we nervous laugh. Number one, number two. Um, it's absolutely not okay that you had a peeping tom. I love the way that you handled it though. Like I queen think shit. I queen shit, but this shit. I mean, I've never been so sick in my life listening to something. That is the most. My body didn't know how to react, so it laughed. Yeah, no, literally. I'm cackling. And like when we got off the phone, for, I pissed my pants. Just so everybody knows. I pissed my pants. I had to go. Also, while you were saging me. I had to sage her, yes. The cat. My my cat comes running in here. Jumps jumps up on the back of my chair. My big fat cat. And then Taylor pees her pants. And then I pee my pants. Um, because that was enough for me. The second that Mila alerts my black cat, Mila's my black cat. The second that my black cat alerts me to some shit, I'm pulling up. With I the mean, sage. that is. I I'm really curious to know one if you guys are okay. Like, has the situation been right? Handled? I need to. I have so many questions. I need an update, and mm-hmm. also I would I'd like to know if you've had any more encounters with the security camera since. Because if he was, that's the thing. If he was able to just hack into it, like, or is he, he would keep doing it. Like, and it wasn't like a, a video. And how did he know your name? Eva, Eva. Because it says Eva. It 100%. says Eva. And I can't make out exactly what they're saying in the beginning. There, there's some, there's a sentence that's being said that's not Eva, you're going to die. There's something in the beginning that's different. And it's not like. Maybe frequency. Descript will tell us. Oh my God. I'm going to. Okay. So we use this software to edit and it's called Descript. And when you put your audio in there, it, tr- it transcribes it for you. And y'all should see the shit that it thinks that we say. Um, but either way, I'm curious to know what it I'm says. gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna let you know. And we sh- probably should have put trigger warning, but honestly, it was the first time we heard that. <laughs> it was the first time we heard that when we weren't ready. I was not prepared. I thought this was gonna be like I know the whole story. Like it I was mean, crime. The situation's fucked up, but. The whole story, Eva, you, you made it so like enjoyable like, in like, some way, shape, or form. I'm gonna shoot you in the deck. Like it was just like so us. Like, it was funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the contents wasn't funny, but you, your storytelling is, is funny. Funny, yeah. You're probably a really funny person. I bet your 
Hilarious. So fun. I mean, even the video. Are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> to the kids and I'm to the, four, to the four year olds in the room. Are you <laughs> fucking with me? <laughs> They're playing their videos. <laughs> They're not playing video games. That's honestly us to the boys. Yeah. Are you fucking with me? Oh my god. Damn, I am sorry. That's actually terrifying. Eva, I think that's I, terrifying. I don't know what I would do if I. Eva, are you still house. living there? Yeah, another good question. Yeah, I have, I have a billion questions. Eva, send us an update. Fully, Call us, girl. Please, literally. Jesus. Okay, the next one we have. Thank you, Eva. Thank you. The next one we have is Brooke um, using pronouns she, her. Good morning, ladies. My name is Brooke. This is my second time trying to submit this creepy account. Oh, fuck, Brooke. So Brooke, sorry. We're sorry. Not sure what happened the first time, but hopefully this will make its way to you. Honestly, Brooke, it's probably a November creepy account. <laughs> this is- <laughs> We never even told you guys that November creepy account just didn't exist. It, it disappeared. It was recorded. We don't know where it went. Um, Brooke <laughs> says, this isn't my story. It's my parents. For Animity purposes, we will call my mom C and my dad E. My parents met when they were very young. It was the early 90s and my mom C was 15 years old and my dad E was 19. This story takes place in a super small beach town in North Carolina. The house my dad lived in with his family at the time was very, very old and had a very weird layout. All of the bedrooms had exterior walls to the outside of the house. So this means whenever you entered the home, you entered through a bedroom and all of the other rooms, such as the kitchen, living rooms and bathrooms, did not have any windows as they were at the center of the house. Okay. This will be important later. C did not have a great relationship with her parents at the time and moved in the beach house with E and his parents. This living situation wasn't the best either, though, because my grandma, my dad's mom, can be a very condescending woman and she never exactly has liked my mom. My grandma is an old woman from the South and can be a gossip. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is something that could be contributing to what I'm about to tell you next. Shortly after C moved in with E, my grandparents went out of town for a few weeks, so it would just be C and E home alone. One day, E was at work, and C, my mom, decided to have some friends over, and they decided to play with a Ouija board. No. While playing with it, they asked, where is E? And the Ouija board said, among us. C and her friends were confused because they all thought he was at work, but a few seconds later, my dad, a.k.a. E, arrived home because he forgot his lunch. Oh, my God. They were all very scared after this, so much so that they forgot to say goodbye. I knew it. I knew it. The next day, my mom, C, was about to go in for her shift at a restaurant directly across the street from the house that my grandparents owned. E had already gone to work at this point. She got out of the shower and was doing her makeup when she realized she needed something from the other room. She went to turn the doorknob, but it wouldn't turn. She started frantically trying to get out of the bathroom, but it was like someone had locked it from the outside. Oh, my God. Except no one could have because she was home alone. She started banging on the door out of desperation, and that's when someone or something started banging back on the Mm. other side of the door. Oh, my God. C was so scared, she ran to the other side of the bathroom and just stayed there for hours. As I mentioned before, this house's layout was strange and was in the middle of the house, so it would be very unlikely anyone would ever hear her. This was before cell phones, so that wasn't an option either. She stayed in the bathroom for four more hours until my dad arrived home. When she heard the door to the house open, she started yelling for my dad to help her, and he came over and just turned the knob and opened it with ease. What? When he asked her what the heck was going on, my mom told my dad that she had been locked in there for hours. They were both very confused and he just brushed it off as the door knob got jammed. But <laughs> C was obviously very scared. She moved out the next day. Yeah. My parents stayed together for 32 years before getting divorced a few years ago. My mom hated going over to my grandparents' house after that, partially because of my grandma and partially because of what happened that day. She said every time she was in that house after, she felt like she was the sole target of my grandma and whatever it was that messed with her that one day. 
There were small things that would happen when she would visit, but that final straw happened when I was probably around four or five years old. I was running around the house with everyone there, both my grandparents, my parents, and my older brother. I was running around doing the kind of things that kids do when I fell, and when I fell, I fell on a pile of broken glass. My knees had multiple shards of glass in them, and they were bleeding, and I was obviously crying. The strange thing is, no one could figure out where the glass had come from. It was like it wasn't there one second, and the next it was. This was in the living room of the house, and there had been at least one adult in there the entire day, and no one noticed any glass, and no one ever confessed to breaking anything. Now you may be thinking, maybe your brother had accidentally dropped something and was too scared to tell anyone, but he had been outside with my grandpa the entire day working in the shed with him. We still have no idea where this glass came from or what could even have broken. After that, my mom never went over there again. When I was in high school, my grandma sold the house after my grandpa died and it was condemned and demolished. But the strangest part, at least to me, is that where their house sat is still an empty lot. You would think that in a small beach town with a steadily growing population and small houses selling for a million dollars, someone would have bought it by now. Mm -hmm. Built a new big beach house or the town would have bought the lot and turned it into something. The lot is one block from the beach and you can see the pier from it. But 10 years later, the lot still sits empty. Thank you, ladies, for everything. I would love to hear your thoughts on this, and I can't wait to hear this on an episode. What the fuck? It's an empty lot at the beach? I'm kind of curious to know if your Who grand- bought it? Who bought it, but also, like, so maybe it was passed down to your grandparents. I don't know. I don't know the history, but maybe your grandparents. There's a clause that... Once the once the family no longer wants it, it needs torn down. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something in the in the deed of the house or that no one could buy that land. You know what I mean? You something, should reach out. You should reach out and do some deep digging on the history of it. Yeah. Um, you should absolutely reach out and look and see. That is just that is just insane. Absolutely crazy. Like you should go to like. I mean, I guess your dad did. Your, I guess your dad grew up in this house. So yeah. maybe he would know something about it. Like, but it's just different because he doesn't seem to be kind of buying into the spiritual side of it. Right. And also, Brooke, like, I'm curious to know. I, I just. Why doesn't your dad? Your dad grew up there. Which right. Which means things had to have happened there. Unless unless it's just happened after the Ouija board mm -hmm. incident with your mom. Did she ever end up saying goodbye? Like, even if she went back 35 years later? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God, Brooke. Okay, but Brooke, seriously though, we've got to figure out what this piece, who owns this piece of land right now. What person in their right mind would own a piece of land that it, that's probably is worth millions, millions, now. and even just to throw a house on it, like a great house that you could Airbnb out. Like, why not? Why right. not? I, I mean, don't get it. I don't understand. That's it. fucking crazy. Or maybe people or just what, go and they're like, no, yeah. Or but why not even turn it into a parking lot? Right. You know, like there's so a business could buy it's an it. empty lot. It's just an empty lot in a growing beach town that there's got to be. A that doesn't happen. Indeed, I'm telling you, there's got to be something. There's got to be something that forbids or like, any building or anything on on that property. Right. Or like, I also want to know where or I'm curious to know where this beach town is and what the history of that. Land yeah. Is. If you don't if you wouldn't mind, Brooke, to like send us a message of where it is and maybe the address and let me pull up the deeds. Uh, <laughs> just let me know Brooke, if you'd be comfortable with me doing that. I'll send it all to you. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Thank that's you for crazy. Sharing. Thank you so much Brooke, for sending that. But OK, what, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on. Th what the craziest part is, is that your mom never felt welcomed as a whole. 
like whether it be because of the people like there was at most points she felt unwelcomed Mm -hmm. that's really interesting and i wonder if there was something in the house prior or if it was something that was following your mom or grandma or grandma because grandma seems to have some thing going on there going on just in general and let me tell you something about which you probably already know this Brooke. southern women it's like southern women have masked their uh, their like spiritual gifts with like their religious experience or with their like judgy bless your heart type shit condescending yeah it's bless so really it's so freaking interesting and from what I found, like, in my work with Susan um, about digging into things with me, it's just, like, I don't want to give too much because, obviously, it's, like, really personal with my family. But for some reason, something happened at some point in history when we all moved down here, these people that, you know, ended up in these towns, these families, that it's like we left a piece of us in a different place. And these generations, as they go on, are just left searching for what this missing piece is. And it's so interesting how if I bring this up to anybody that's from the South and I'm sure probably people from the North too, because obviously people moved around no matter what. But what happened when we moved down here that like our family history was reset in some sort of way. Right. It's really it's really interesting. I'm sure that's how it is for a lot of people's families when you track when they came over to America from wherever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a lot like that. It's just like a it's like a reset. Yeah. It's really interesting. Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for sending that in. Thank you, Brooke. The next one we have is from Sarah using she, her pronouns. Hi, Morgan and Taylor. I have been obsessed with your podcast for months now. I've pretty much seen every episode y'all have posted and love hearing about your lives and your interest in true crime in the paranormal. You both have done an amazing job at telling cases and stories of all sorts, and I love the personalities that you both bring. Thank Thank you you so much. My name is Sarah, and I'm originally from Los Angeles, and I now live in Texas. From a very young age, I have felt that I've always been a bit empathetic and sensitive to all things paranormal. I have tons of stories of paranormal things that have happened to me over the years, but I'll try to condense it as best as possible. When I was in middle school, probably around 12 or 13, I was at a sleepover for a friend's birthday. She had a Ouija board and (laughs) no, this is how all paranormal stories start. Am I right? Absolutely. Especially today. And of course, we all had to play it. I didn't really believe it all at first, but almost immediately it was giving responses. Oh, fuck. The weird part is that the things we were asking were along the lines of, quote, who are you here for? Y'all are balls. I mean, whoa, how fucking bold. Okay. And the responses they would give all responded with my name. Nope. Not only that, but we would ask, quote, why are you here for her? Where are you watching? And it would say weird things like, in the shower or while she's alone oh my oh, god okay. i'm about to turn this creepy i'm gonna turn my own creepy account off no this creepy account is just way i mean I don't let, let me pick stories well, i let morgan pick and this is what we get <laughs> morgan's like let me just absolutely fucking scar every person that listens to this bitch oh, i mean my god okay so we wanted to test it out and see if it would know something that no one else knows while i removed my hands from the planchette I thought of my question and told the other girls to ask about the name of a pet that I had when I was younger. Also something to note, 
None of my friends knew about this pet. We had it before I was born up until my younger brother was born two years later and turned out to be allergic. And this isn't something that any of my friends knew about at all. The board immediately responded back with the name of my black cat. Macy. Black cat Macy. I'm I'm done. I'm done, Morgan. You're done. You're fired from Crazy (laughs) Cries. Okay, looking for a new Team Creeps cult leader. Who wants it? Um, I was absolutely shocked and scared. Like, I have never been before. This was only the beginning of a chain of paranormal events that would begin to unfold over the years. Almost immediately after the sleepover, weird things started happening at home. I would see black figures, items would be moved, and I would hear strange footsteps and voices I couldn't explain. The Easter following this birthday party, my family and I received, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, The organs of what we thought was a rabbit on our front doorstep for three days straight. We thought it was a prank at first, but then realized the significance. It was the three days leading up to Easter, which is significant in biblical terms. The organs were perfectly placed in anatomical order. No fur, no head, just the internal organs laid out on our doorstep. After Easter, it stopped. After this, I would wake up to my TV being on with static and the remote would be in the middle of the floor. Lights would randomly turn on and off and my pictures on the wall would actually fall off onto the ground. My parents never believed me when I told them what was happening. And funny enough, my mom actually decided to take me to see a therapist because she thought I was seeing things that weren't there and wanted to make sure that I didn't have some sort of mental illness. It wasn't just me who was experiencing these things though. My brother and his friends were over one night and they decided to play hide and seek. (laughs) (laughs) One of my brother's friends said that he was hiding in the kitchen under the table and he thought he heard someone coming and wanted to jump out and scare them. There was a mirror on the wall right in front of where he was hiding and he said when he jumped out to scare my brother, he looked in the mirror and saw a black figure standing behind him. Oh my God. When he turned around, no one was there. Another instance happened when my family and I were out of town on vacation. I had a boyfriend at the time and he was dog sitting our puppy. One day I got a call from him frantically asking me if anyone was at the house. I said no there shouldn't be anyone home but you. He said that when he walked inside the house he got a weird feeling but ignored it. He was playing with my dog in our living room when he heard a door upstairs open and slam shut followed by running up the stairs. He was so scared that he called his dad to come over and make sure that there was no one in there. There was most definitely no one else in the home. The last big event that I can remember at that house was a couple of years later. My mom, brother, and I were sitting at the kitchen table eating dinner. My dad worked late and wasn't home yet. We were chatting when all of a sudden our front door opened and slammed shut with extreme force. We all kind of stopped and just sat there in silence. When then we heard loud running and footsteps up the stairs and then running around in my room, which was right above the kitchen. My mom was so freaked out that she grabbed a kitchen knife and went upstairs to look, finding nothing. Since then, things have kind of calmed down through college and after. Now I'm experiencing things again, which I attribute to having done the Ouija board all those years ago. I think something has stuck with me all of these years. Thank you for sharing my story. 
Love y'all so much and can't wait to hear. Can't wait to. Sorry. I'm sorry. Can't wait to see where this podcast goes. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Sarah. What the fuck? What the fuck? Sarah. First off, call Susan. Her description and her information, her contact information is always the, in the description of these it's episodes. It's the biblical religious significance for yep. me. The second, where, is the second I realized where that we were going with Easter, I'm sick. Yeah. Thank God we have this sage burning. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go get my Bible. I'm not even joking. Like that's how sickening that is. And the way that they were laid out perfectly. No fur, no oh nothing. Oh my God. Ugh. Oh my God. And then like the the fact that your your mom was like seriously so concerned that she took you to see a therapist and then it starts happening to everybody because it's like it's got to prove itself right oh it's fucked and the the fucking mirror okay mirrors are portals we know this yeah oh my god remind me to never look in a mirror again yeah and also you need to call susan you need cleanse your shit you need to cleanse your whole family shit that shit is scary. I'm I'm sick for you. I'm sorry that this happened to you. And thank you so much for trusting us to share your story. But you need to first off call Susan. I'm gonna say it a hundred times. Call Susan, please call Susan. Please call Susan. Please call Susan. But I, I'm really interested in the things that are happening to you currently. Um, you said it's started up again. Like, did you move in a similar area? You know, are you at a similar state in your life that you were at that point? Like, why is this? being from this Ouija board connected to you and how can we get it the fuck away? And it away? seems to me like it was connected before we even started. It was. With the Ouija board. It was. It just wasn't making itself known until you asked for it to. Yeah. And it's just not calming down. Ugh. Well, it seems like it did for a bit, but like what is happening right now? Like is it is significant? Are you smelling things? Are you seeing things? Like wh- how is it presenting itself? It, so that way we can determine if it's it or if you're just sensitive yeah. and picking up on things that are beyond. Because I feel like for you to be as empathetic and sensitive as you have been your entire life, like you have the ability and the power to stand your ground and push it away. Mm-hmm. So if if it's it coming back, then you've got to use your power to push it out. And you probably need help from someone. Susan. Susan. Um, well, call Susan. Call Susan. She's like, she's on speed <laughs> Yeah. Sarah, call Susan. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Um, the next one we have is from Shantae using pronouns she, her. Hey, Taylor and Morgan, you are welcome to include my name if you'd like. We did. <laughs> Thank you, Shantae. Thank you, Shantae. I'm a new listener and recently began to binge your podcast while at work overnight. Listening to you both really helps make the time go by fast. So thank you for that. I have a few different creepy things happened so far in my life, and I thought I would share at least one of the experiences with you. Sorry if it becomes really long. When I was in middle school, a friend and I would play the Ouija board often. Shantae, do you know Sarah? <laughs> what, if y'all, what if y'all are the ones who played the Ouija board together? And, oh, I would shit my pants. I would shit my pants right here. I didn't think much would come out of it and was skeptical about paranormal stuff at first. Crazy things would happen while we played, like lights flickering, cold spots around me, and a few times we even saw shadowy figures running around. My friend was convinced that spirits, demons, may have attached themselves to us because of everything that happened. I, on the other hand, thought all the creepy things were now behind us. Fast forward to a couple years later, I had to move away to another state with my family. For some background, my mom was a special needs paraprofessional at my new high school. Wow. In the new house, I had the upstairs level as my room, and my parents and siblings all had a room downstairs. Every morning at 6 a.m., my mom would stand at the bottom of the stairs and shout up to me that it was time to get up and get ready for school. It was our routine. 
One morning, I woke up to my mom's voice saying, Shantae, it's six o'clock. Time to get up. So I responded, okay, mom, I'm awake. I heard her walk away and continued to turn on my bedroom light and get my outfit together to take downstairs with me so that I could take a shower. When I got downstairs, I noticed that there were no lights on except the nightlight in the kitchen. No. I walked into the kitchen and glanced at the time on the stove. As soon as I looked up, I saw the time change from 2.59 to 3 a.m. Wow. My stomach instantly sank. My parents' bedroom is right off the kitchen, and they always keep their door open in case any of us needed them. My parents, too. I turned to their bedroom and saw both of my parents were still asleep. At this point, I thought my mom was just playing a weird prank on me. So I called out to her. Mom, are you awake? I got no response and only heard normal sleep breathing. I started getting scared and convinced myself that one of my siblings might have been calling to me instead. So I went to both of the rooms only to see that they were clearly asleep as well. Terrified, I ran back upstairs and hid underneath my blanket and forced myself to go back to sleep. When I woke up to my mom actually waking me up for the day, I tried my best to forget about what had happened. I wondered if I was going crazy and I was just hearing things, but I couldn't explain why it felt so real. I was uneasy about it for the longest time, thinking it would happen to me again or I was really losing my sanity. I never mentioned the incident to anyone at this point. A few months later, my mom and I were talking about our day at school and she asked, You didn't come home early for any reason, did you? Shut up. I told her no and that I was at school and all day and asked her why she's asking. Well, it turns out that she came home for her lunch break that day. As she was about to leave to go back to work, she heard my voice from my bedroom upstairs shouting down, Mom, she went upstairs to investigate and obviously didn't find me. Oh, my God. She had convinced herself that she was just hearing things and it was probably just her imagination. I was so freaked out and instantly got chills. I told my mama everything that had happened the few months prior. We were both in shock and could no longer deny our experiences. To this day, I often think about that morning and get goosebumps. I hope you guys enjoyed my creepy account. Love the podcast. Shantae. Keep up the good work. Shantae. Shantae, bitch. Shantae. Quit get, y'all better fuck? quit with the Ouija boards. I'm not fucking around no more. And guys, we literally I'm told you. this shit. We've said it a million times. They're Stop like, they're fucking like, around. It was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't give a fuck how many years ago it was. That's enough. Y'all go back and tell your younger selves, don't fucking do it, bitch. Don't fucking fuck with Ouija boards. I mean, how many times do we have to say? I mean, how many F words do we have to use? We have to use all, all, all 14, seven. all seven and one. Do not fucking fuck with fucking Ouija boards. You fucking understand me, you fucking hoes. Like, literally, <laughs> I don't know what else to fucking say. Get the fuck together. I mean, I, every single F word that we can use in a single episode, I'm using it. I'm dumb. Sarah, Shantae, were you guys the best friends? The, You're the done. The scariest part of that story is that this being... I'm going to call the being because I'm not going to scare no one. Can mimic not one. Two. But two. Um, And there's just something inherently, especially with mothers, okay? Fathers is a different different story. Inherently in our bodies, we, and this is like scientific, okay? We respond to our mother's voices and we can call, we can figure out our mother's voices beyond like, any other voice in the entire earth like mm-hmm. it, it's just inherently in us it's it's a voice that we heard for nine whole months while we while they were carrying us and if you're adopted it's it's a voice that was brought so much nurture and like safe safe feelings to us yeah. that it is something that we instinctively respond to and for mothers the same exact thing goes for the children a mother can be in the loudest in a concert in the loudest Walmart on earth. The loudest Walmart lost, on this earth. 
and shout to the her, her child and figure out pinpoint in the store. I can do that for my sisters. Yeah. And I'm not even a mother for it to be able to it, it invoke such a response from both. from both of you that it rips you out of the sleep, your sleep in the middle of the night and stops your mom dead in her tracks when she knows you're not home. Yeah. That that shit is is like powerful. So I just had this memory come back to me and I don't know if this is true. Marley, if you're listening to this, I'm going to need you to correct me. But I oh, have God. this memory of Marley getting up, getting ready for school, blow drying her like blow drying her uh-huh. hair, doing her hair, getting dressed. And like either she was just sleeping the entire time or like she had thought, I don't know. I need to get I did that once on before. It. I woke up at like some random time in the middle of the night. I got completely ready and I was like ready to go to school. And I walked downstairs and my mom's like, what are you doing? Because I thought my parents overslept. I was like waking my dad. I'm like, You're late yeah. for work. You're wait. You, you got to take me to school. And my parents were like, Taylor, it's, it's literally like one o'clock. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it could have been three. I don't know what it was. Probably I'm just three. Doing a ra- probably. Uh, that is just so scary, It's just Shantae. like sickening to hear. But Shantae, oh my God, that's insane. I I wonder if you've like, um, specifically the way that I woke you up in the middle of the night, like how it must, I wonder if it's happened to you. And because you know, when you're sleeping, like you can write a lot of things that you hear and see off as dreams. Yeah. I catch myself doing that. I'm like, was that real or was that? Did I actually wake up for that? I wonder if this is something that's happened to you before. Yeah. Uh, or like again since that day. I, Tell us. I. There, there's nothing. There's honest to God, Shantae, nothing like waking up in the middle of the night to, to like someone saying your name. Because it's like so real. And I also think like those random times that we do wake up in the night, like I'm wondering if someone is trying to call out to us and we just don't hear it, but we're like getting like, I can't tell you the amount of times I will explode out of the bed. In the middle of the bed. Yep. I mean, fuck in Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Yep. That's what I was doing constantly. All night. Jumping up. Jumping up. And like, I will like force myself 90 degree. I sit straight Mm -hmm. up and I'm like wide awake. You know, the last time I did that was when the woman was on my chest. No, stop. Yeah, okay. we're done. I don't like that. We're story. done. All right, moving on to the next one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shantae, for sending that in. Tell your mom I hope she's okay too. <laughs> yeah. The next one we have is from Laura using she, her pronouns. Hi, ladies. I love the podcast and I look forward to a new episode each week. This is a short and sweet story that I have and I thought I would share. My freshman year of college, I lived in Cookville, Tennessee while attending Tennessee Tech, TTU. Okay, Golden Eagles. (laughs) My best friend and I wanted to go camping and hike at Virgin Falls. Super pretty, FYI, in Sparta. I've actually, um, I have that on my all trials as something I want to go to. Morgan, that was one of the three that I sent us to go to with Ollie when he was a puppy. Aww. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now we have to go. Fine, we'll take it. Fine, we'll go. Fine, we'll We'll immediately go. Okay, fine. We brought one of our guy friends with us in case we died and went on our way. Absolutely. Awesome. Virgin Falls is a state natural area, so it doesn't get many visitors as a state or national park would. We arrived and started hiking a little before sunset. 
The hike wasn't far, so we thought we would make it before nightfall. I led the way because I had the map and felt good about getting us there. Also, who wants to be in the fucking back? Honest to God, true, okay? No, but us. Us, us. We want to be in the fucking back. We want to be in the back because that way we can walk slow. But also the boys leave us anyway. But if it's near dark, I'm in the front. Yeah, no. You're watching my back the entire time. We hiked for a good while and we were moving fairly quickly. And we had not seen anyone on the trail at all. It was starting to get dark and I was deciding whether or not I should grab my flashlight. I decided that we were about there and the three of us should just use our phone lights for now and grab our lights when we got to the campsite. I have really long legs and I walk fast, but I was really moving quickly to get there before dark. I came around a corner and stopped dead in my fucking tracks. I couldn't move. I froze when I saw a little girl. She was wearing a colonial dress and was young, maybe six or eight years old. She was glowing and I knew she was a ghost. I was in the front of my friends and I looked back at them and they were looking at the same spot that I was. None of us said anything. We just froze and stood there. Finally, my best friend was like, let's fucking move. We basically ran to the campsite and set up camp for the night. We didn't say shit about it that night because it scared us. It was obviously some sort of spirit. It looked friendly, but it was still frightening. We didn't see anything else weird that night. My friends and I didn't discuss this until years later. But when we did, we all saw the same exact thing. I have always been a spiritual person. I often say that I have the sixth sense because I can read people really well. But this was my first time encountering something like this. Anyways, I know that wasn't super spooky, but I've always wondered who that little girl was and what happened to her. I wonder what caused her to be stuck in those woods. Mad respect to you both for working hard for something that you're passionate about. Keep doing you. Thank you, Laura. Thank, honestly, thank I, you, Laura. I love this. Was, okay, this okay. is like our ideal, perfect little creepy account. Yep. Like we get the creeps. But we also get a little recommendation for yep. something nearby. Yep. We. It was just like kind of perfect. It's just kind of perfect. No Ouija <laughs> There's no Ouija There's no Ouija boards involved. I'm done with your Ouija boards. I'm done. No, I'm just going to keep sending them No, in. keep sending them in because y'all are crazy. You're unhinged. You're, you're iconic. Everyone's unhinged. Very much chaotic. You're unhinged. And I also, I also feel like we don't get this much. We get... You know, we get shadows. We get yeah. We get like experiences like that, like but eeriness. Re- <laughs> but we never really get a full ghost sighting, creepy account of right. like I. That's the kind of the, ghost I need to see. The one that's like fully, not even an apparition, like a full blown. Like person. I want to see that. I want to see someone that's living in the past in my Morgan, timeline. You've probably seen one. Oh, I know. I mean, we probably see them. Oh my god, I haven't even told you this yet. I, oh, I've been God. waiting to tell you. I'm not going to tell you on the air because it would tell you too much about, it would tell people too much about where I live. I found the people that own the house, the man and the woman that built it that I see. No shit. A letter got sent to my house about them two days ago. And I pulled them up. I've researched them and I found them. And it's and it's them. I It's them. Shut up because I have an image of what I think they look like. Oh, yeah. So I'll I'd love you. to see. I'll show you. Yeah. Anyways, um, thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Thanks for the recommendation. But, We're definitely going to be vlogging that hike. And I'm going to take night. our spiritual wands, sticks. What are they called? Um, Call up M right now. Oh, no, literally. I already had M send us the link for Amazon Prime Day. Or not Prime Day. The uh, Dowling Rods. Yeah, Dowling, Dowling rods. rods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dow- Dowing? Dowling? Dowry. Nope, not a dowry. Not a dowry. 
dowsing. 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 Yeah, we're just going to use the you know, We'll just bring we fucking Susan. What are we talking about? Yeah, we'll bring Susan. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Laura. Okay, the last one we have is from Lizzie using pronouns she, her. Hi, girls. My name is Lizzie. You absolutely may use my name, and I go by she, her pronouns. Thank you. First of all, you don't have to read this part out loud if you don't want to. We will. This is the first podcast that I have ever listened to and I immediately was hooked and I genuinely don't know what I would do if you ever stopped making episodes. They get me through my weeks. I listen to you guys on the way to classes and on every car ride. You've literally made me look like a psycho walking around either crying or laughing out loud. <laughs> Thank you for doing what you do. Okay, first off, um, Lizzie, love that. I know, me too. Thank you. Anyway, on to the creepy story. So this is going to be long because I have a few and one that is actually about aliens, which I'll tell first. And I will end with some happy ghost stories about my Nana who passed a few years Aww. ago. This is my possible alien encounter. Every Christmas Eve, my little sister and I have sleepovers in her room so that we can make sure that we are up bright and early so that we could open our presents ASAP. <laughs> this one Christmas, I was seven and my little sister was five years old. It was a completely normal night. We were too excited to sleep, but when we did, I had the weirdest dream ever. And I still remember it vividly to this day, 15 years later. This is the dream. My sister and I were in her room, which was set up the exact same as it was in real life with my air mattress on the floor and my sister on her bed. We were both laying down on our respective beds until I looked up and saw the window above my head opening and her curtains blowing with the wind and seeing a black glove wave through the window. No. Both she and I got up to look at whatever was opening her window and saw that it was literally Santa in a hot air balloon. <laughs> He was trying to convince Maddie, my sister, and I to come into the hot air balloon so that he could take us to the North Pole. I kept saying we shouldn't because even though he's Santa, we needed to ask our parents permission. Absolutely. I know. I was an angel child. No, I get it. Maddie did not seem to care. She's the wild child. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. Love you. And she took Santa's hand. I knew that I was going to have to go with her so that she would not be alone because Santa is still a stranger and stranger danger. Absolutely. But before I even saw her go through the window with him, I woke up. And I immediately woke Maddie up, too, because one, it was morning and twas time to open our presents mm -hmm. and two, to tell her about my dream. Mm -hmm. I explained my dream to her while watching her eyes become so wide with fear. I thought I was just an amazing storyteller. I am not. I have ADHD and can't tell a straight story. But she looked me dead in the eye and said that she had the same exact dream. <laughs> Ever since then, I just thought it was the weirdest coincidence until I started listening to your podcast and learning more about aliens. And I firmly believe that it easily could have been aliens trying to abduct us. I would love to hear your takes on this story. And it would be a dream to hear this on the podcast. I would fangirl so hard. <laughs> I have only had two scary ghost encounters in my time of living at my house from the time I was five years old to now being 22. As a person who is pretty open to the paranormal and has used a Ouija board. Oh, my God. I am sorry. I was 13. I'd say two encounters. That's not too bad. The <laughs> first encounter when I was maybe 17. I was up late watching a movie in my family toy room. And once the movie had ended, I had walked through my dad's closet, which was a small room turned closet that connects the toy room to the hallway where me and my sister's rooms are. I could have gone through my parents' room, which also connects the hallway and the toy room, but I decided to be a nice daughter and not wake them up. But safe to say, after this night, I will always go through their room. 100%. So the movie ended, and I was walking through the closet to get to my room, and we always had to shut the door so that my cats wouldn't get into his closet and rip up his clothes. 100%. They would never. They were the best cats in the world, but my dad insisted. They, But they would. They just, would, because he, just because he put that on the universe, the cats immediately know. Once I was about halfway through the closet, I heard a clear, loud click. Nope. I jumped, turned on my phone flashlight, and whipped around expecting something to be there. But there wasn't. 
So obviously I had to investigate. And as I walked up to the door, it had been locked from the inside. I sprinted back to my room so fast and hid under the covers. It still freaks me out to this day knowing that there was something in there with me. The next creepy encounter I had at my house was when I was around 18 years old. I was home alone for the night because I had to work and my family was going on a trip to Maine. I got ready for bed and once I got in bed I was just hanging out with my cats, probably watching YouTube videos and texting my boyfriend or some something when all of a sudden my bed banged against the wall, probably three times. No. I felt it moving and I heard it hit the wall. Nope. I panicked and called my boyfriend to tell him what happened and made him stay on the phone with me for a while until I watched New Girl, which eventually helps calm me down and get me to go to sleep. Something about it. I still have no idea what happened that night, but I also have not had any spooking happening since. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. My mom's encounter with a ghost. Fun fact. This was the first story my mom ever told me about a ghost. She used to always tell my sisters and I that ghosts weren't real, but we finally got it out of her that she does, in fact, believe in them because of this encounter that she had when she was a teenager babysitting i love a good mom um like coming to her truth yeah like mom like just come out just like be real be real mom yeah to set the scene after my mom put the kids to sleep she sat on the couch and watches tv so the stairs leading upstairs are right behind the couch and the tv is directly across from this couch with a rocking chair next to the tv Whenever there is a rocking chair in a ghost story, you know it's not good. It's immediately bad. So this one night, my mom had just put the kids to bed and made her way downstairs to watch TV. She was laying down when she heard footsteps right behind her head coming down the stairs. Thinking it was just the kids waking up, because if you ever babysit, you know they get up at least three times before actually going to sleep. (laughs) So she said out loud, go back to bed, please, without looking behind her. But she continued to hear them slowly coming down the stairs. She turned around to make sure they were only okay, only to find there was nothing there. She continued to hear the footsteps so clearly that she could follow them and heard them go over to the rocking chair when they finally stopped. However, when they finally stopped, the rocking chair started moving back and forth. My mom was completely frozen in fear until the parents came home. When she heard them pull up to the house, she booked it out of the house and had them drive her home immediately and was completely silent the whole way home. Yeah, I would be too, 100%. And I'm going to pick it up here on Lizzie's stories for her heartwarming stories. My first heartwarming story is about my Nana, who passed away on December 23rd a few years ago. She had dementia and was in the late stages, so when she passed, although it was hard, we all knew that she was in a better place. After she passed, my mom, her daughter asked for a sign a sign to know that she was okay and in that moment while she was driving a monarch butterfly flew across her windshield so now we all associate my nana with butterflies as a family we all decided to bury my nana's ashes during the summertime rather than closer to when she passed when we were at the graveyard and the priest was saying a few words, a monarch butterfly gently floated over and landed on her ashes. Aww. I immediately broke out into tears along with my mom and pretty much everyone else because we knew that she was sending us a sign to tell us that she was okay. And I'm not going to cry, but I'm going to really have to fight it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Another story includes rando nodding. And oh my God, the amount of memories that just flooded to the forefront of my brain. I know. Rando nodding. If you've never heard of it, definitely look it up. And that's in Lizzie's words, but I'm telling you, if you've never heard of it, definitely look it up. Definitely. Because it was such a moment. It, it was. was such a moment. 
It's super strange, but basically it's an app that has you manifest something and then it gives you directions to a random location where you drive to and it's supposed to show you what you were manifesting. My sister and I were bored one day and decided to go randonauting. After a few dead ends, we said we wanted a sign to see if my Nana was still doing okay in heaven. It brought us down the street to a house with a Mother Mary statue. Her name was Mary. And there were some fake butterfly wind chimes hanging from the house. It also had a garage with a sweet message on it. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was a song or a quote from one of the artists that my Nana listened to a lot while she was in hospice. It nearly brought my sister and I to tears. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) If you read all of these or even some, thank you so much for taking the... (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, It means the world to me. I genuinely love you both and feel like we are the best of friends. We are. (laughs) I sing along to your intro when I'm listening and just overall enjoy hearing you guys talk about spooky and crimey things. Please, please, please keep doing what you're doing and also take care of yourselves and your mental health. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for all that you do. And of course, stay creepy. P.S. I hope these make sense. I have studied today for like five hours straight. Love, Lizzie. Well, Lizzie, I'm not okay. I'm not okay, Lizzie. Um, We need to start from moment one. Moment one. Okay. Santa, a.k.a. (laughs) An alien. An alien. Santa is now an alien. Santa is an alien. It has been confirmed. If the kids are listening, it's time to turn it off their ears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Santa. I mean, not Santa. Kids, if you're listening, bye. See ya. Get off. Mom, turn it off. Um, So Santa's an alien. So what's or an really abductor. interesting to me about that is the big black glove. Yeah. How it just stretches out. And it's like, I mean, I just see it in my head. Like, yeah. I see the way that it came through and the window. And it's just like giving and me I hear that, it. like this idea that like you guys are like placed in like this dollhouse. And yes. Like, like a, someone's hand. And you can it. hear like the leather squeaking from his really, leather gloves. It is really weird that you and your sister had the exact same dream though. And like maybe aliens know like let's, let's, let's fuck this. around. Or they're like, let's make this, you know more kid friendly like right to not make it look like santa so it's not so terrifying yeah but then like also also what if santa's an alien what if santa's an alien (laughs) and also i need to let you know i'm sorry that i was laughing around that point but i could not get over the way that you described the adhd storytelling because we were literally talking about that in the intro are you joking it's literally in the intro of this that's hilarious as for the ghost stories the closet and terrifying uh, mom with the rocking chair if you have a rocking chair in your house burn it no, literally. Take it outside uh, and burn my it. My uncle scared the shit out of me one year with the at, at the beach on our beach vacation with a rocking chair story that his um, dad told him or no. his grandpa told him, and it's still anytime I think of a rocking chair it gives me the hibbitjibbits. Oh, I can't, I can't stand rocking chairs. No. I love rocking chairs. I would love to have plenty in my house, but th- just the the pure fact that they'll rock that they'll rock with nobody in them immediately it, it behooves me. <laughs> my baby's nursery and there ain't no rocking chair no rocking chair i will rock you manually i will rock you manually <laughs> i'm Manual. sitting here actually rocking in yeah, this chair here right i now. am manually rocking my child crew um what's her what's giovanna giovanna come on you're being rocked manually manually <laughs> forever and always and your mom's story okay oh, wait that is the rocking that, chair. that's a rocking chair's mom's story i love when moms finally admit because moms are like seriously like just like the forefront of like if we're sending troops out 
moms are on the front lines. And they'll go for years Literally. lying about their shit. And they just are like so protective spiritually for children and for us like their mm-hmm. babies because it, and like same with like Eva literally running out there and with a gun and like chasing yeah. them off and then Shoot also the dick, yeah literally like moms are just like frontliners through and through they it's are. just what they are and it's just so it, it's just like so innately and, and um Shantae's mom like yeah immediately were you at home today we had a lot of good stories today. we did we have a great we had a great stories today um and also I wanted to know wait let, Lizzie let me finish you and then I'll come back there either way moms when they finally admit that they have spiritual like that's when you know you're grown mm-hmm. you know you're grown when you're your mom's like let me admit to you the fact that there was something underneath your bed and there absolutely was a motherfucker in your closet yeah and you're like really and every time you told me to look under it i just closed my eyes <laughs> i just literally acted like i did and in fact i was staring at the side of the mattress because no shot am i looking under the bed because <laughs> i believe you because that is me i will literally be like no you're so right i'm calling susan <laughs> three o'clock in the morning susan susan come over she sees a bitch in her closet. Major's got a thing under the bed. <laughs> Ledger. Ledger. Um, y'all, me and Morgan like walked through the craziest baby names that we could pick with our husband's, well, soon to be husband, husband's last names. And um, it was just really iconic of us. And now we can't ever stop using these baby names <laughs> in like serious voices. Either way. And then as for your Nana and the Monarch Bucks. Oh, I can't even have a, I don't even no comment no comment gorgeous cry. story gorgeous story and rando nodding is so fucking cool sometimes we too. rando nodded yeah with Arletta which Jesus Christ we could have gotten way worse than what we got but do you remember what we saw on the side of the road I just I don't remember what we saw on the side of the road I remember being like in a, the alley a blanket and like a stuffed yeah, animal yeah it was in the alley of the blanket and it had a stuffed animal what, what, what were we, were we but looking like for? for some reason I'm picturing this is crazy this is crazy and I don't, this didn't happen but this is what's coming to my mind that okay we saw. I'm excited it is like the like big pink, like like a mascot suit, but like a bunny suit. Okay. Like a pink bunny suit, like just. I remember there. it being that color of pink. I'm thinking of the Energizer bunny. Yep. That that's. Why am I thinking that? But that's the pink that the blanket I remember being, but it was like faded, and it had like a. Um. Maybe there's a stuffed bunny. A stuffed on top. animal underneath that. I don't remember what the stuffed animal was. I remember where it was. It was by our favorite bagel shop mm-hmm. and where we found Salem. Mm-hmm. It was in an alley. I don't over remember there. what we manifested, though. I don't remember. I'm and sure then, Arletta would. Then our next spot was down by the rowing house. Yep. On the bridge. Yep. And there was something specific that we were like, that's odd. It was like in the in like either like in the pebbles or like on the bridge. It was like mm-hmm. a market. It was a graffiti. The graffiti. That's and what I don't it was. remember what it was. But Me either. Wow. Arletta will remember. Arletta will remember. Um. Anyways, Lizzie, thank you so much for sending those stories in. They were great. Do you also remember sending our intentions to see an alien that night? I remember that being one of ours because we set a different intention. Every we did four, and everybody got to set their own intention, and yeah. we went to everybody's location. Y'all know mine was to see an alien. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. Rem- I think mine was the one with the baby blanket in the yeah. alley, and I don't remember who's the the bridge slash pebbles slash river was by the rowing house i don't remember either but it did have graffiti that was what it was there we went to four places and then we got spooked out and we were like nope we're done we're done cookies yeah um okay so what's really crazy about the way that this recording went today is that 
Morgan and I were not supposed to record this creepy account today. Nope. This is the same. We were recording this directly after episode 114. And this comes out on the Monday after the Thursday that 114 comes out. But we weren't planning on recording this until Thursday when episode 114 came out. We were going to record um, another episode this day. Yeah. And typically, the re- like, when when we know that we have a creepy account to do, like, we both just start kind of compiling creepy accounts. And also, when we're searching for the month before's creepy accounts, we compile, like, oh, this would be a good one for this time. And we, like, map them out as we're mm-hmm. going. Well, December had no pre-mapped out ones. Nope. And November never came out. <laughs> Sorry no, about that. but we do have a whole script for November that we do. We'll, we'll, we'll probably use We'll eventually use something. one day, yeah. Um, but what's crazy is like when because we do that because we want to be able to get the ones done that are like in an orderly in the way that they were sent in, but they keep getting lost, obviously. Or we Here's a in hint. The- this is my hint to everybody that ever is like, my creepy account is better than anything that you have ever read and you must fucking read it. Send it at the end of the very Send beginning of the month. Send it at the end of the month. Every time. And make it be like, like this is the scariest thing. Title it like... absolutely read you fucking bitches literally send us like that be like literally send it on like the 28th be 27 every every single 26 i would say it'll definitely get in because what like i said we have been we've done a really good job since the beginning of season three and really like leading up to season three at kind of mapping them out and at least giving three from the month before that we didn't use in that creepy account to the next creepy account guys for some reason it didn't happen that way and it just so happened today, and we we decided to record this creepy account. Like I'm talking an hour before we started recording. Yeah, and I said, Morgan, just go through and pick some. And I shit y'all not in, within that minute. Within the minute, the majority of the ones that we boom, read boom, today, boom. one after another, boom, 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 and they. I mean, they're great. What the hell were we all on today? We were all in the same wavelength. Yeah. So what? Whoever sending in on Tuesday the 29th at 2:40 between. I think it was like literally between, between 12 like, and 2. Yeah, 12 and 2. 12, actually, 1241, I remember one coming in when we were on the phone. And I was like, another one just came in. That's yeah. the scariest creepy account you'll ever listen to from Eva or whoever it was from. Yeah. And I was like, we got to read this. Anyways, how weird. crazy is that? That's insane. So for some reason, all of the stories that came out today had to come out today. Like there, there was some... Something in the stars that pushed these out today. Yeah, we had to read them. So whoever needed to hear what it was or whatever we said today that you needed to hear... It, it happened Welcome, for a reason. This is like one of those TikToks you come across. If you're coming across this, this is for you. This is what's. This if is you what came this across, is. what if we started reading tarot after every single creepy? No. We don't have time for that bullshit. No. Nope. But okay, let me give you. Okay, we each give a we'll word. We'll contract in someone to read their own tarot. Each give a word. Each give a word. Give a random word. The first word that comes to your mind. Green. Okay. Um. Dang it. <laughs> dang it. No, no, I didn't. Dang, it wasn't mine. I, <laughs> I just panicked when he said green. I didn't expect <laughs> you to hit me with it that fast. Um, uh, there, there's a word that I need to say, and it has something to do with something behind us. Um, it is coffin. Um, no, it's in a picture that we can see, and that I keep seeing it through the window. Hold on one second, I'll tell you. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> keep talking. I'm definitely not Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Um, I keep seeing Vogue, girls, 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 girls. Okay, I want to say a crown. Um, but specifically the crown on the Statue of Liberty. So New York, green, 
I just about threw up. And guys, also the recording just stopped. Literally right before she right said, before crown, I said crown. It said cr- and we had said, and I actually took this out, but it, we had said voguing girls before this. So Vogue girls, green crown, specifically this ba- Statue of Liberty, Liberty type of green. Good <laughs> the book. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> It's a statue of literary. It's a statue of ir- alliteration. Um, me. Uh, yeah, that's uh, what it is. That's my favorite vine. <laughs> so you've seen it. I know. Okay. <laughs> that's so weird that you said specifically the Statue of Liberty and I didn't even, yeah. It Green. turns off. Green, Statue of Liberty. <laughs> statue of Liberty. <laughs> Goodbye. That's weird. Happy December. We're weird. Bye. Bye. Love ya. Oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that sent in a creepy account today. And to everybody that's going to send one in the future. If you sent one in and we haven't read and it. And for everybody that's going to send one in on the 26th of next month. <laughs> you're scaring me. You're scaring me. You're scaring me. That's Christmas. You're not going to send it in that day. <laughs> Unless it's like, they're like, you guys, you keep missing it. And it's so good. Please do. Yeah. Like, just literally spam us. Like, like recognize your story's worth you know yeah just if it's good shit get it over <laughs> you're like i'm here to recognize my creepy account's worth and <laughs> that is the <laughs> subject of this email also if you anybody specifically every single person that wrote in today susan 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 that merch that says call susan call susan her information is always 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 in the show descriptions and um all you have to do to see the show descriptions is literally scroll down scroll down scroll down or it's always on the post that the of the announcement of this episode yeah okay love you bye all right love you bye